The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is the Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hey everyone, welcome to the Intuitive Life where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Wooster and we will be taking your calls today for readings and questions. And the number here is 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816 816- Two five one three five five five. And before we get started today, I just wanted to mention um, something on my calendar for January because this is the last show of 2020 for me, and I'll be back um, probably the second week of December. Um, but I do have an event that's coming up in on January 15th, and that is Heavenly Connections, an evening of mediumship with um, two friends of mine um, that I'm so excited to work with together again. So January 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern online, and I'll be doing um, an evening of mediumship with Lori Sheridan and Janet Newhavik, who just happens to be our guest today. <laughs> so that's a good segue. Um, Janet Nohavik is um, a reverend of the Journey Within Church in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. And she's also the overseas approved overseas tutor for the for the prestigious Arthur Finley College in Stansted, England. And without further ado, because we have so much we can talk about, I'm going to bring her right on. So, hi, Janet. I'm so glad you could join me today. Wonderful to be with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so looking forward to working with you in January. And I forgot to mention, if you go to my website, lauraworcester.com, it's on the home page that you can you can find out how to connect with us on January 15th if if you would like to join us for the online demonstration of mediumship. Um, but Janet, so I know a lot of people who are listening know who you are. They're very familiar with your work and, and have, you know, they're probably students of yours as well. But for people who don't know who you are, how did you get into the line of work that you're in right now? Um, oh, sorry, I know. <laughs> Uh, actually, it began um, by an experience as a, a young child of seeing my grandfather, who had committed suicide. Me and my sister would see the spirit of my grandfather and thought, oh, that's a terrible, scary thing. And years later, I entered religious life when I thought, oh, maybe this is mystical experience that I'm having and uh, entered the convent and explored that more. And then five years later, I left the convent and met a medium and uh, kind of started to investigate the world of spiritualism and mediums. Um, and that brought me to where I am now. It seemed to fit me best out of what was available. So for people who don't know what spiritualism is, how would you define it? Um, it was more of a way of life. It became a religion because of the protection it offers, um, you know, groups of people that come together. Um, but it, it's a way of life. It's a simple philosophy of life without a lot of dogma and creed. Um, so it's based on simple principles and um, it, it, much different than others. It's, it's got a science aspect to it rather than just faith. There's been an attempt to prove the continuity of life. Um, so uh, And it's very, very inclusive, very universalist. And that particularly attracted me. 
Yes, that's what I love about it as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of people do associate mediumship with spiritualism, and they think that's a big part of it, which it is, um, because it does help to... Um, to show to show proof of continuity of life, but the other aspect that a lot of people outside of um, spiritualism really don't hear much about, or maybe isn't it it isn't as prevalent, I guess, in in the media and everything. But it's the spiritual healing um, that's I I, I I oftentimes will hear you say it's just as important as mediumship um, than you know just as important or even more so. So well, how would you define spiritual healing? Sure, and there are a lot of other religions that do include healing as their practice. Um, spiritualism's belief in healing is to put back into uh, wholeness that which has been disturbed. Um, so if you were here at the church, it's a simple laying on of hands in prayer um, to bring into balance that which is out of balance. Um, so we have spiritual healers, many of them, um, we consider it to be mediums because they're just using energy, universal uh, God force energy, you know, to create healing instead of communion with the spirit world, uh, bringing loved ones forward. So always to attempt to put into balance that which is out of balance or to comfort someone during what might be a transition time. So what what can people expect if someone's really new to, to spiritual healing? And I know that um, you know we've talked about this before, where you don't have to be in, present in the same space to to receive the benefits of spiritual healing. But um, whether someone gets it in person or or distant healing, what can someone expect to experience during an actual healing? I remember the first time I went up for a spiritual healing at a spiritual center, and that was in person. I was like. I was kind of petrified. I was like, where is she going to touch me? And, you know, she only touched my shoulders. And I was still very afraid of that, um, you know, whole concept. Um, so they just gently put their hand on my shoulders and went into a quiet prayer um, on my behalf. Um, and I believe even though currently for we've been working with Zoom, it'll probably be a full year of that. Um, and a lot of people request through the church absentee healing for people. Um, the healer's focus is for your healing, and of course, we know thoughts are things. But more importantly, I think it helps us to ignite within ourselves the process and belief that we can heal. Um, so awakening the inner healer within us, awakening that movement towards balance when we are out of balance. Hmm. I, love that you, I love that you say it's about achieving balance and not necessarily a physical healing or anything that, you know, specifically. Um, can, can you elaborate on that? What exactly what expectations sure. people get as results of it? Sure. Sometimes, you know, people come for a healing and they may be terminally ill and, and we know that this is not going to get turned around. Um, but this is their time, you know, to move on from this aspect of life. And at, at that case, it's to support those people through that process, you know, so, um, and it's not mine as the healer to dictate, you know, what God's will is in this. Um, you know, there's a plan that's bigger than us um, to someone's life. So um, I'm not to intercede and change the direction of that either. Um, but I really do believe, you know, because we've seen so many stories where people were given a sentence of you won't walk again, and through sheer determination, belief in self, um, a great faith, you know, 
they've moved themselves to diagnosis that they weren't supposed to be at, you know. Um, so I think every individual case is so different, um, you know, that each circumstance is so widely different, you know. So sometimes it is a physical healing for sure. Sometimes if you've had surgery and there's a lot of healers working on you, doctors have said, wow, you're healing really fast, you know. Um, and as I said before, sometimes it's just to comfort someone, you know, during something that may not be reversed in their lifetime if they've had, you know, a, a, a tragedy where bones have shifted, um, you know, and something may not go back to a almost sapial place. But we can help that person and support them through their process as they walk their life that way. Beautiful. Yeah, and that's what I love is just that it's it enables to support people spiritually and energetically and wherever whatever that result is supposed to be. Absolutely. Beautiful. And having a couple times in my own life, you know, as life does, life on life's terms can be challenging. You know, there was a couple times in my life where, you know, through the loss of family members or different things that, you know, I was like, I'm never going to be okay. You know, we just hit our knees and... And for me to go and sit and, and heal, healing for myself, I have to say, you know, it, I wanted to move myself back to a place of, you know, I kind of call it on beam for me. I know when I'm off beam, so I try and find myself <laughs> back to that center place. Um, and I know believing that I, that's my destination where I want to move internally um, is really important in my own process of, of you know, uh, living the harmonial life, um, living with some serenity and my peace as much serenity and peace as much as I can in this life. Right. So that and so that that spiritual healing can help us in that space or stay in or to re, go back to um, to balance. And a lot of people in life have either been hurt or touched inappropriately or even never even hugged in a lifetime. And when someone comes for healing sometimes, it's the first act of compassion some people ever encounter in their lifetime. And it's a very powerful moving experience to know that someone cares for us in a very appropriate way. We're very careful about being very appropriate, you know, um, with hands on healing. Some people are not comfortable someone putting their hands either on your shoulders, so we keep our hands off the body, you know. Um, people come from different places, but... You know, it's just a moving, moving to me experiencing watching on a Sunday service here. We might have 10, 15 healers who are serving the church in the morning for that 20-minute segment, and the chairs are full for the whole of that time. People really do value the benefit towards this as, you know, part of living on the planet, part of being a spirit and a soul and a human body for this process. Right. Um, do you think people have to believe that it works in order for it to work? I think it adds to it. I don't think, I, I, I do really do believe thoughts are things. So for us to have a, a, a an attitude of that, yes. But I've also believed that um, in prayer, sometimes we pray in the hearts and minds of somebody, let's say, who's suffering from alcoholism, that the thought might come to them that there's a way forward that is not, you know, continued active alcoholism. So sometimes, uh, you know, just the prayer to me is a form of healing. Um, it's people praying on behalf of someone, you know. So just that aspect of uh, communion with the Great Spirit, 
on behalf of someone else, you know, whether it be hands-on healing or just a simple prayer on their behalf. It just never know, you know, how something's going to unfold. Um, and just like I said, that the, the potential of that compassion in that moment, you know, might be for them the intercession as they're going along life that makes them stop and says, you know, I, I need to change course here. Or, you know, another time we were called because we'll go to people's homes. We always go in twos. And um, another minister from the church and I went to a home on behalf of the daughter um, who ended up having a severe mental illness and that was the reason for the call. But when we got there, the father, who had to have been 98 himself caring for this daughter, was in such a bad way himself. And, you know, we went for one reason, and we ended up staying and then continued to be involved, really, for that father who needed desperately to have some help, um, you know, in what was happening in his own life. His wife had passed away, and um, life was chaos for them at the minute, you know. So, you know, I, I'm a big believer, all of us, you know, if we can help each other, people up when when they need it, there's going to be a day when we need it too, you know. Uh, what, yeah. you know, that, that passing it forward is really a significant aspect. And if we try and, you know, live the St. Francis prayer every day the best we can, and, you know, just like I, I don't accomplish it all the time. I try, you know. Um, uh, it 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 gives us to me the the benefit of that is some peace and serenity that um, you know people have said spiritualism is about talking to the dead and it's much more about how you live than it ever was yes. about disease. Absolutely, and and you definitely you know the way that you um, you know the community that you pulled together through the journey within, which has been has it been to over twenty years since you started the journey within church. Uh, 24 years now for the center officially. Wow. Years yeah, it's quite a vibrant community, even though it's it's mostly on. Well, actually, it is all online right now. It's still it's just as vibrant or even more, which is amazing considering. Yeah. It's, yeah. The Zoom aspect has really brought the in, international community um, to us. So it's it's been you know we were up pretty quick and. It's been a, it's just amazing. I sit here on Zoom and there's people from Vietnam, Cambodia, Japan, you know, it's just remarkable, you know. And people want community and and you know, like I said before, um this is the place that resonated for me at this time in my life um because I wanted to continue to be of service uh, after I was Catholic nun and decided to go. Um it's afforded me that path and I'm just very grateful for everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, for, now, having walked that path from Catholicism and through to spiritualism, um, and I've noticed, oh, we'll segue a little bit this differently here, because I've noticed recently, um, I think maybe because people are, are much more isolated and maybe have a lot more time on their hands to think about these things. And, you know, there's a lot, it seems a lot more people questioning, how can someone from a, diff, a very strong, different background um, feel comfortable within a belief system that um, we can we can speak to those who've crossed like that like for example just to use Catholicism not not coming from my own I'm a former Catholic as well actually a non-practicing Catholic but for those who come forward and say you know how do you know that you're actually speaking to something that isn't um, um, malicious or how, how how do you address that when people question that um, having been a former Roman Catholic nun and sat in the convent and was 
encouraged to talk to God, the saints, the angels, all day long, I have to say. Um, the only thing I did different after I left the convent was add grandma to the list. And, <laughs> um, and rational spiritualism, and it's hard to make an argument. You can talk to everybody, but not grandma. And, you know, the, the rational mind really has to say it's not too far a jump and um, you can keep your superstition if you want, but I'll stand over here and stand for what I believe in now, you know. Um, and, and unfortunately, I do have to believe that I believe a lot of the darkness, devil, evil was created by religion to control and use fear to control people, um, yes. you know, so... There certainly is, you know, people that are, you know, um, not advanced souls, people that really hurt other people, you know, and um, that's not acceptable. And and I do believe there is repercussion for that, you know. Um, you know, you reap what you sow. Um, but I, I don't believe in a place of eternal damnation. I don't believe in a God that would create such a place. So, um now, when I first left the convent, there was a book, The Rock of Truth, that was given to me, and and it was written by a prominent uh, British um, philanthropist who actually left Arthur Finley College's home to the Spiritualist National Union. And the first time I read it, I was like, oh, my God, this is heresy, you know. And But then the more I thought about it, I said, you know, they told me to talk to everybody on the other side. And all I've done now is add grandma, somebody's mother, and... You know, um, they want us to know they're okay. And, and I think this concept that life is eternal, um, that as Edgar Casey said, we just slip away through God's other door, um, you know, to me makes more sense than so many of the things that are just left on faith, you'll find out, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole concept, if, if you give a good life, you know, if, if you follow all the rules, it's going to be okay. Terrible things happen to people that follow all the rules, you know, um, and and it didn't make sense, you know. Um, it, it, so there's a rational piece to um, what I believe, um, and there are people before me that, you know, from the 1800s and spiritualism that stood their, their faith when they came from other countries that were ruled by religious beliefs, and, and they were called the free thinkers. And they wanted to be a, live a different way. And they're good people with a strong belief and and a personal responsibility that, you know, um, if we do go on, it's really important what we do with our lives here because it has to do with the progression of your own soul. Um, and that whole concept of I am soul incarnate, I'm just talking to my mother who is soul discarnate at the moment. Um, you know, that heart string between me and my mom continues. Um I continue that relationship in a different way now, you know. Someday, maybe the black box that Thomas Edison was working on um, will get finished. I hope so in my lifetime. I would give anything to hear my mother's Polish little voice on a telephone from the other world. You know, genius minds like an Edison who was trying to talk to his grandmother have been working on things like that, you know. So um, I'm not afraid to question anything and everything these days. There was too many too many years where people were told you women shouldn't even look. You're not. You can't read the book. You know. So you know. Um, it, 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 there's change and and some things. You know. 
I, I think it's really appropriate for us to question everything. We shouldn't go to a faith just because every other generation went to it. You know, times change, society changed, and hopefully it continues to grow. Um, you know, my belief it is it is. You know, so um, I'm okay with uh, being a person that becomes their own philosophy philosopher and, and spiritualism asks us to do that. Read everything, um, you know, investigate, get informed, and then make a decision for yourself, you know, and and if you truly are living a spiritual life, it's going to represent a life of compassion and kindness. You know, um, our our walk will reflect what we say and people should see that visibly. Exactly. So um, for anybody who's joining us late, I'm, I'm speaking with Reverend Janet Nohavik, and you can go to her website at JanetNohavik.com. And also her church website is JourneyWithin.org. And um, she, you have one, two, one, two, three, three services a week online, <laughs> at least. And um, and, she, and you also have a um, another another service as well. The uh, winter solstice service is coming up and also a, a COVID healing service as well. So you've got quite a bit of outreach happening over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. And Christmas Day prayer service, of course. So, but very, online. It's, it's not solely Christian. We have people from all faiths. Yes, that's what I love about this. People from all all faiths, all backgrounds, and they, they all can re- relate to the connection that we all have. So, um, so I w- would like to bring in, like, we have about five minutes before the break, and I know we've got uh, many questions on the board here. So I'd like to bring someone in and um, see what they have to offer here. Hello, Melinda from Toronto. Hello. 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 Hi, thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. It's a great show. Um, I, I just wanted to mention, I have two questions, but um, whatever your guest was saying, even though I come from a very different background, mm-hmm. um, from I'm from the East, um, but I totally resonate with whatever you're saying. And it's amazing how we come from different backgrounds and, uh, you know, like, and it brings us together and just really enjoying the show. Um just I, I have two questions. Um, one being is um, I just I hope, I'm kind of scared to ask. You, uh, I hope it's a uh, it, 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 it's about mediumship. Can I ask about the mediumship? Can I? Uh, ask? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have uh, I, uh, like my background is in IT, but I left it three years ago. Um, I became a mother with two kids. I don't know what is it. I'm obsessed about it. But when I, I have taken, I'm tired of taking courses and reading books and all that. But I, I do get the information, but it trickles down. So, but I've been looking at it professionally as well. Um, so I don't know I, if, if, it's, if it's not meant to be, I want the seed out of my head so I can go find new, in, you know, find new endeavors. If it's not, you know, because not everybody's meant to do it professionally. I mm-hmm. don't understand you know, uh, what is it? Like, I do get the information. I do get it. I, I can Great sense question, it, but it's though. just, yeah. You're not the only one who feels this way. Absolutely. And I'm sure Janet has a beautiful yeah. answer for that. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I, I think that because we're dealing with an intelligence from the other side, I have to say, there's a process to first understanding the mechanics of the mediumship and then actually working with that 
intelligence to receive it quicker. Um, so um, I, I, I think if you build a strong foundation, because we've had mediums here who have, um, you know, struggled with that same concept. I don't think there's a thing that goes on with a medium that the spirit world and the intelligence that is there with it cannot, you know, help you to work out. Um, so I think, you, and if you're not in a position to practice very much, that's going to create a difficulty for you. Um, so I don't know how much time you get to put into the development of your mediumship, but it may need to have quite a bit more time given to it. I don't know if you have that time at the moment. I'll be honest. I, I, I haven't practiced it much because oh. I'll... Yeah, I am one of those where I get excited, obviously, like many people where when I give the information, <laughs> when it comes down, it gets it's more exciting. So is is that what you're saying? Maybe I should practice the, that's obvious, I know right? Me, I, should. <laughs> I know for me that it's almost like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger okay. the muscle is going to get. So if a person takes a course and doesn't put it into practice, you know, quite a bit, it's not going to get stronger, it's not going to get faster. So I would suggest that that could be, you know, part of what's okay. going on. Perfect. I, I will start doing that. I, and I do have one more question. Sure. Um, I, do, I, I do a lot of Reiki, too, um, on my friends. And, uh, again, I'm seeking to do it professionally as well. Um, when I practice Reiki, right, I, I, I guess uh, for me it's a lot of sentiments. I guess I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I get a lot of feeling. So what I find very confusing is when I, I sense energy in my body, am I sensing my, because my understanding when, when you do Reiki, right, not only that the other person uh, is receiving uh, healing, you yourself is getting a healing as well. So yes. in my sense, yeah, so am I getting healing? When I'm feeling those feelings, right, like wherever the, uh, the energy is going to certain areas of the part, parts of body, body, right, is it for me or is it for the other person? That's so, a really good question. Yeah, we're coming up to the break. So can you hold on, Melinda? Yeah. I know Jenna sure, yeah, has yeah. a beautiful answer for this. So hold on. We'll be right back in about two minutes with the intuitive light. <laughs> Thank you. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Welcome back. I'm here with my dear friend and guest, Janet Nohavik. And we have Melinda on the phone from Toronto. Um, she had a question about Reiki. And um, so go ahead, Janet. You're going you're gonna to answer just before the break. Usually the guidance is for us to kind of stay out of the way to be the clear channel. Um, the healing doesn't come from us. We may get impressions about what the, the client needs. And we may feel at times something's being 
you know, healed in us, I have to say. But it's really important we don't become empaths and, uh, you know, bring our own energy into it. It's really important we just stay the clear channel and, and remain in that. If we're moved to work on a certain area, I think we're being led that way. Um, but it, I, it shouldn't be continually something that we're feeling as well, um, unless it is for the client, because it's supposed to be, you know, um, in service. We should just remain the clear channel. I, I totally understand, and I got that training where the, the the instructor almost yelled at me a couple of times. She's like, you're not supposed to use your energy because you feel yeah. tired. So I remember that, but I, it's just bizarre where uh, – it, I, I I think I am stepping out where I just sit there. I just sit there where I listen to music with my hands. So I'm not like concentrating or, but even then, like uh, I did it with one of my friends where uh, uh, with one of my friends one time um, where I felt so much energy in my heart during that. And I have no, I'm very happy with my life right now. But her on the other side, she didn't feel anything in the heart, but I, it was too intense in the heart. So is it me who needed the uh, the energy healing in the heart? Was I feeling something on her end, and she's not feeling anything? You should actually never be feeling that distress or that kind of intensity, I have to say. And even um, from my perspective, it's, if it's an impression of an area, we should receive the impression, and then it should be gone. Um, so the next thing could be uh, there. So you may just be holding the energy too intently to yourself. Um, would be my suggestion, really try and, you know, release it. Um, so if, even if it's an area to focus on, you know, you get the impression and then it is off that area. Okay, got it. I thank you so much. Maybe I'll just relax uh, a bit more uh, during this session and just I'll, I'll try relaxing more uh, during the healing. But, uh, yeah, I did take a look at the website, and perhaps I'll join the uh, weekly classes for mediumship. Maybe I'll try that. Sure, wonderful. Be wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks Thank for calling. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So it's, you know, just as you know, she mentioned, she was uh, also looking at mediumship development, and it's a similar idea as well, is that you're not meant to take on the energy right. of the spirit, right? So, so a very similar thing that she's dealing with there. Um, okay, so we've got lots of callers. So let's go to Joan. She has a comment, and she would like a reading as well. Hello, Joan. Hi. Hi. Um, I just want to say, Laura, I love your show in general, and I especially loved your show last week. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I've listened to the show last week like four times, so just really found it very um, poignant, so thank you. Um, so the reading, um, I'm just feeling very overwhelmed by some uh, multiple life circumstances and, you know, tr struggling to just sort of put things in perspective and get a sense of balance that these things are just temporary. Mm -hmm. So... Um, just wondered if you have anything to say about that. I just, well, psychically I have to say it, it feels to me that this might go on for a little while. So certainly your self-care from this um, and during these times is really important because life at the minute, particularly on the planet, is very stressful. So in any little ways you can find things that kind of feed yourself and take care of yourself 
as you navigate stressful times. But it really does seem to be, and, and I don't know you astrologically, I have to say, but it almost seems like Saturn, the planet of restriction, has been around you. And and as this shifts off, as it will, I have to say, it almost feels to me like you're clearing up things that just you have to deal with. There's no other way around it. You know, you have to deal with them and then move on to, to, to me, uh, kind of a new path. Um, my whole feeling around it is as, as this place of restriction moves off of you, it's almost like you can breathe a bit. Um, so I think you just have to, for now, weather the storm while taking care of yourself. And I think there is a natural shift coming. So sometimes we just have to, you know, um, get through one day the best we can, do the next right thing. Um, and, and, and the scenery will change because change always comes. Um, but I just feel there is a kind of a great weight coming off of you because I felt the planet Saturn almost moving off of you. So stay the course, I think, really, truly, and I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it, much lighter things are ahead of you. Yeah, everything you said is exactly what it feels like. Um, and just trying to, you know, maintain hope that, yeah, there is a light at the end of the tunnel here on all these yes. issues. Absolutely. And, you know, in my belief, there's nowhere you're going where God already isn't. And, you know, the the, the light will take you there. There's no, there's, there's definitely a lightening of, you know, the amount of the weight of what you're carrying. So... You just have to stay the course the best you can at the minute. It will come. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Laura, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, she she stated that perfectly. Just one foot in front of the other and trust that. <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> okay. One foot in front of the other. You know, what's what's your what's the next step that you need to go and just focus on that every single day. What's my next step, no matter how small it is. All right. And I know a lot of people are dealing with that right now. It's like, where are we going with all this? And that's the best advice I could ever give is just trusting that what your you know, next step, whatever, however large or small that step is every single day, just trust what do I need to accomplish today? One foot in front of the other. Yeah, I, I think also what you said, I am also feel like I'm kicking up. <laughs> A lot of other people's stuff, and um, as I always do, and I, you know, just trying to be grounded. I meditate every day. I pray every day. It's just, exactly. you know, it's not just my stuff. I feel like I'm feeling all of my stuff, and then you know, the weight of the world on top of it. Oh, yes, yep. We're, a lot of empathic people are feeling that, and the best thing that I mean, this is I was given this. Um, I was talking with some a friend of mine the other day, and and, and she's a counselor, and she's been dealing, you know. Um, 24/7, basically trying to, at least it feels like a tour every day. Um, she's working long hours, working with people um, as a counselor, and and she was having a hard time disengaging um, from from her the the every story that she was hearing. Um, so the what I what I offered to her was just this this is more of a visual thing and it's worked for me especially if i've had many sessions over time where maybe i've had um, five sessions in a row and, and some of them are more difficult than others you know the, the people are in difficult circumstances and i take and oftentimes i'll take that on and i'll feel like i almost take it home with me and uh-huh. we can't do that we we're just we're just not we physically and energetically we cannot do that and sustain what we're trying to do so i just said you know imagine that you have a basket next to you at the door of your office and just fill that beautiful basket, make make it gorgeous, make it like, you know, um, put things in there that you feel 
um, you know, it, it brings to mind um, a power and and kindness and gratitude. Anything, anything, any objects that kind of reinforce that for you, um, whatever that might be. It might be a warm blanket. It might be a crystal. It might be um, an icon, a religious icon. Whatever brings brings some 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 um, peace to you, and put that in the basket. And when you leave. When you're done your your time of of carrying whatever of the weight of the world on your shoulders, it might be just before bed or even the, you know when you wake up in the morning, whatever you feel is most appropriate. Just imagine putting all that weight of the world off your shoulders into that basket and imagine that it's being given up to source, to to God, to the greater greater spirit, and trust and surrender it to something bigger than you, so that you're not empathically carrying it around all day long. Um, and I know it sounds very simple and it sounds very, you know, it's just I mean, I put a basket there and put these things in there and just know that that by putting it in the basket is just giving it up to something bigger and trusting that that there's a higher power that's that's taking over at that point. OK. Yeah. Thank you. I hope that helps. <laughs> OK. Yeah. okay. All right. Have a wonderful uh, holiday. And I'll, I'll talk to you next month, Joan. <laughs> OK. OK. <laughs> Take care. Thanks um, for tuning you in. Bye bye. Okay, it's so hard. I know a lot of people are feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders lately, uh, Janet. And, and anything that we can do to sort of make it easier for people to, to I don't know, do you have any advice as, as well, um, how people, especially if they're very empathic and they're feeling the weight of the world? I think that's what you were talking about. You know, you have to put it aside, you know, almost like you said, put it in a God box, you know, yeah. or grab those even... Even like when you get into bed at night, that you have a nice soft bed, you know, with a pillow, and just that 20 minutes appreciate that, just that sense of, you know, things we have that other people don't have, you know, keeping our perspective about things. But this is a grueling, stressful time on people, and and it's pushed people really to an edge. So you got to find those few moments. I find music, to me, a really uh, helpful release. You know, like I'm, when I'm getting ready in the morning, I, I put on beautiful, you know, uh, it could be spa music or uh, new age music. And, and for whatever reason, that's much better for me than watching the news, you know, which just adds oh, yeah. my stress level, you know. So just simple little things we can incorporate, you know, if you can get out for 15 minutes away from everybody and just breathe and a walk and try and center yourself. Just little things we can incorporate as we're going through a stressful time. There's no way to escape the stress, but we can navigate it. Wonderful. Yeah, any, any kind of self-care is, is good. Yep. So, yep. Um, okay, so let's let's go to Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Thanks for, thanks for holding. Hi. Um, thank you. I had a, a, a question. I've been dealing with uh, maybe some closure um, from a, a loved one. Um, I've had a few loved ones pass over the last few years that were close, mm-hmm. and years before. But uh, I'm, I'm, I was kind of left in the dark on one, and I've been, I don't know, probably it's just been seems to be bothering me a lot, and I'm a bit kind of looking for some type of, and I do usually uh, have uh, a lot of spiritual signs of things and from my loved ones and stuff like that, but nothing here. And I was just wondering if you had any hmm. 
I'm, I'm a big believer in, in continuing our relationship with, with those people on the other side. Um, so it's a continued relationship. You know, you can use um, meditation for that. I have a, um, a recording I do called The Upper Room. It's a meeting room for you and your loved ones. Um, so if there are unresolved things, um, that we can sit and have this dialogue with them and have healing between two worlds, um, I have to say. Was that person, were there no goodbyes involved with that person, Bob? Yeah. Yes, there's no closure. There's no goodbyes. It's just like um, it, it was shut off. I just felt they're feeling the same way, that they want the same sort of release. So I would try and move it to a healing even between two worlds. Because as you were talking, I just felt they were feeling the same way, that there was not a resolution and that they were wishing it was as well for whatever reason. I don't know if they lived a far distance away from you or if you hadn't talked to them in quite a while, I have to say. But um, would you understand that, Bob? Yes, but they weren't that far away. That's just it. And then there was a, then they became further away suddenly. And then this is gone. Yeah. There just seemed to be a sense of distance, whether it was emotional or physical. But there's almost an apology being laid at your feet as well. So I think if you can try and put this, don't leave it in the brokenness where it was. Try in a different way to move it to a place of healing, because I think the other side is seeking the same thing. Yeah, I'm trying. That's exactly what I'm trying to do but it keeps yeah. coming back to me. That's my problem. You yeah. might want to try that meditation, and I think then you have to trust. Um, you know, as, uh, I'm a big believer as long as I'm taking care of my side of the street and my relationship mm-hmm. with things, then I, I know I've done what I can. I'd say even if you write a letter, and then you have to just trust you've written that letter, and maybe a sign will come in validation to that. Ask for some sort of sign that only you know with that person, and then just trust it, I have to say. But there seems to be an apology that wants to be laid at your feet as well. Do you know if they passed right around someone's birthday or a holiday anniversary? To be honest with you, I'm not sure exactly when they did. It's that kind of a shutoff of communication. But I, I feel as if they did. Was there actually, though, just some dysfunction in the family around all of this? Yes. Okay. Because there just seems to be a whole healing dynamic that wants to take place here. Um, and there did seem dysfunction in the family. So I think they're wanting to move it just the same to that healing. I can only tell you from a family history of, of you know, distress with certain members of the family that moving this to that healing place and any any time your mind goes to the distress, it's it's your your responsibility or mine, I have to say in my case to move it to the place of healing. So thoughts or things is really important because I believe the other side is reaching for the same place, um, with an apology laid at your feet, and then just see where it tries to go. I have to say, but I truly believe the other side is trying to move it there as well. Are there? Cat- may I ask in your family history? What's that again? Are there Catholics? Uh, y- yes. Okay, yes so and no. Yeah. 
this is a woman here that's, I believe, connected to you, I have to say. <laughs> Just because I used to be a nun, I recognize when there's that kind of, um, you know, rosary beads Mary, I have to say. I believe there are other family members on the other side for a resolution and a peace in this. And, and for some of us, and you know, it may... Well, that's also what I was looking for as well, okay, was that. And uh, I, I think I was starting to to get something there, and then I, it went right back to the, the same... I go right back, full circle, back to the same thing. Yeah, I definitely feel that there's a movement in healing, but there's also, you know, ancestral healing that, you know, there's been generations of dysfunction or trauma, and, you know, if we in some way can take some responsibility and try and shift that, it really does move things to a new place. But I know there's other family members wanting the same healing, including those that are around you from the other side. I believe that, too. I do, yeah. Any blessings on the healing of it, but, you know, I know, just like my father, you know, was a violent alcoholic, it's not in his best interest to come from that perspective on the other side. And, and you know, anytime I, I sit with a medium, my father is always apologizing. And I, I really find that just a validation of the peace we both want, um, because I understand my father was a broken person, you know, so... There's a real beauty in what we can still do with, you know, people that aren't here. Um, and and that should bring some solace, you know. Um, so, nice to talk with you. Yes, I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank You're you. welcome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, um, Janet, so... Um, you know, oftentimes people will will come in and sit, you know, sit for our on Zoom now nowadays for a mediumship uh, connection, and um, they may have maybe left things not, maybe some things unsaid um, before this, you know, the person they want to connect with passed. And and do you ever find sometimes that the 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 line of communication is actually clearer now that they have the person in spirit's past because of that personality conflict and things? Have you ever experienced that in a, in a session? Yes, I, because I really do believe um, in a continued relationship with our loved ones, mm-hmm. um, you know, that maybe they have a new perspective. It, I've never encountered someone that was abusive on this earth level to come forward from the spirit world wanting to continue that level of abuse. Because if we do believe we go through a life review, you know, part of, to me, Hal, is looking where we've hurt people, you know, just seeing where we could have done something maybe a bit differently, you know, that aha moment, you know. And, and, and you know, I, I think I'm blessed, I really am blessed to understand my parents were broken people, and I know why they got broken, you know. Um, so I can, I want that healing between two planes of existence, you know. At one point when I was younger, you know, I thought my mother, you know, um, was a weak woman, but now I believe her to be looking at her life in a different way, one of the most strongest, courageous women, you know, who had to live through Hitler's time and and trying to save herself and her children, you know. So, you know, our own perspective in wanting to move these relationships towards healing. And it doesn't mean if someone is abusive, it makes that abuse okay. Abuse is never okay. What my father did will never be okay. But um, 
moving past that, I have to say, trying to pray for him. You know, when I was in the convent, they say pray for people, you know, you have difficulty with. Pray for really good things to happen to them, you know. And then it shifts us out of those places that are stuck. Sometimes we can't go there yet. Sometimes, you know, I've been for counseling in my life. Sometimes we have to heal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, you know, I, I hesitate to say no, never, you know. Um, I, I hope to be moved. Um, and as I said before, um, believing that life is continuous should make us really look at how we live this lifetime. Um, you know, be more light in any way you can free yourself up from ancestral change or family of origin chains that are still dragging around your feet. Um, there's a freedom and a serenity that comes to you by working on that stuff, you know. So. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you've had that experience of, of being in a session and you, and you actually can feel and sense and see that the, the person you're reading for has made the effort to change the family dynamics that have been going on for generations. And, it, and it's almost like the spirit world is, is, is celebrating. You can feel it. <laughs> I'm, sure you've, I'm sure you've had that experience. A hundred percent. And and I think, you know, I'll use the example of Oprah Winfrey. She, you know, she says places she's gone. And when she walks into her house, she has, as soon as she walks in on the wall there, there's a, a picture, I believe, of slaves. And anytime she's accomplished something, she's seen generationally all those people that were held back and where she's been allowed to progress to. You know, it moves the whole it moves the whole group of people ahead, you know. So yes. aren't little things we do spiritually. They have great ramifications. They do, absolutely. And and uh, sometimes it seems like um, occasionally someone will come in and, and sit and they feel almost, it's, it's almost um, on some level they need to hold on to old patterns to feel close to the people that they feel they lost in spirit. And and even though it's detrimental to them and where do you where do you find is the turning point for them oftentimes where they start to realize that getting healthier or choosing something different than than maybe their parents or grandparents did where do you find often is is the key point that changes that i think a couple things i think a recognition that some of our life patterns um may be so ingrained because of abuse or difficulties we've experienced. So we have to acknowledge that as kind of how we operate. But I think secondly, you know, when we hold on to anger or resentment, really it's, you know, we're we're letting those people still live in our being, you know. Yes. So to free yourself from that, to heal it or release it, I have to say, um, is a freeing thing for you when you realize it's not in your best interest um, at the very least but also in your best interest, I have to say, to to bless that other spirit soul and their brokenness of whatever it was along their spiritual journey and, um, you know, not let it keep any of the chains on your being that maybe have gone on for years. You know, maybe it's time in your best interest to let that God go, you know. And at the very least, you know, like I said before, pray for those people that really are a challenge in our lives because, to stay in the anger doesn't help anybody. Exactly. Yes. Um, also, have have you ever had anybody come in for a mediumship connection and 
you, you may have had the, like a really, really good connection with their people and the evidence was strong and it's pretty undeniable. And, but somehow the person that was, that was receiving the message for some reason they expect either expected more or um, it, it, it's almost like they, they expected something different or to feel differently. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. What can you, what kind of um, advice can you give for people who have had great mediumship readings but still feel like something's lacking? Not every medium is for every person. Yes. So, you know, I would suggest possibly another different session. I have to say from my perspective, and I, and I always do leave time for questions at the end of a session or if something didn't come up. But because it's not really driven by me, it's driven by the intelligence on the other side and the heart that have gathered for the heart that's sitting in front of me. Um, you know, I trust what's supposed to come forward comes forward. Um, I really do have to trust in that. So, you know, and um, you know, it, it, sometimes, like I just said, maybe it's another session that brings the closure someone's looking for, you know. So I, I think I think there's an atmosphere to a reading, and I, I think as long as we can go into it open-minded and look for whatever it's meant to bring to us in that way, you know. Exactly. Um, you know, the intelligence from the other side. There's the greatest need of the sitter and the greatest need of the... Sorry, we're right up at the end of the hour. So everybody, if you'd like to learn more about Janet, Janet, you can go to JanetNohavik.com or the Journey Within, JourneyWithin.org. Thank you, Janet, for being a guest this week. I'll have to have you on again. <laughs> <laughs>